Good afternoon. This is a Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Numbers 33 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. Your word is just a joy to me, Lord. It just kind of fills me up. It fills in some of the emptiness, Lord. There is an epidemic of loneliness in um, in the world today, in men and women. It's all in the YouTube. Everybody's talking about dating and relationships and you know, bad relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I definitely feel it too, but I know that I have the Holy Spirit, Lord, that I'm valuable and that, that I'm loved, and, and I think a lot of people want to feel that way, and I think that you give that, Lord, to whoever asks. So thank you, Lord, so much for doing that, and thank you for your word, and you promise, Lord, that if we read your word, you will speak to us. You promise that. I believe it, and that's good enough for me. You said it. I believe it, and that's good enough for me. So bless us now as we read your word. Give us strength, Lord. Fill us with the robust power and the peace and the love that comes from the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Remembering Israel's journey. This is the route the Israelites followed as they marched out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. At the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record of their progress. These are the stages of their march, identified by the different places where they stopped along the way. So, you know, he reminds us that Lord is directing uh, his life, directing his leadership, that he's not doing it by himself, that God is directing him. And I think God's directing our lives. And we had a very nice Bible study today. Uh, the people from my uh, work, uh, I'm the only one that's not retired. And they want to keep meeting 12 to 1 and, on Thursdays. And they, they seem to like it. They don't look bored. And it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not the leader. I'm the facilitator right i'm the facilitator but they're all talking and I, and I love it where they kind of talk over each other because they're passionate and we were talking about lady of sea church and that church was you know blind pitiable poor wretched and self-sufficient and they want to do it themselves and jesus is knocking at the door of your heart saying let me in let me in um i will come in and i will sup with you and i will eat with you and Jesus wants to give us the bread of life and, and and the wine of life. And he wants us to give us life. And that's the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the best way is to have Jesus living in us. That we will not feel some of the dregs and some of the negative circumstances of this society. Which is breeding loneliness and independence and unhappiness in people. Verse 3. They set out from the city of Ramses in early spring. On the 15th day of the first month, on the morning after the first Passover celebration, the city of Ramses, isn't that like from Egypt? So is this kind of, this is like a really, um, uh, uh, it really is a map. It's really a record of where they've been. The people of Israel left defiantly in full view of all the Egyptians. Meanwhile, the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn sons whom the Lord had killed the night before. The Lord had defeated the gods of Egypt that night with great acts of judgment. So, you know, Jesus... I mean, the Lord had killed the children before of Egypt, and it's pretty sad. There must have been a lot of wailing. You know, um, it says in Book of Lamentations, Rachel weeping for her children. Well, this is the Egyptians weeping for their, ch for their children, and they're human beings too, just like Israel, and they're in pain, and they're suffering. They know, they know what it's like now to suffer, just as the children of Israel suffered. And I have to admit, uh, I, I watched Blade Runner uh, last night, um, you know, there's like a ton of websites with free movies. I mean, there's like free movies. Some of these movies are even like, even what's in the theater. I don't know who makes these websites. But anyways, Blade Runner is from like 1997. So I don't really know if as a Christian, 
I should be promoting a secular movie because it's got some, you know, crazy stuff in there. But, hey, I'm transparent and I guess maybe this shows that I'm a fake Christian or whatever. So you decide. But, you know, there's a part and I didn't really ever see the whole thing, although I used to play a game when I was young. It was a Blade Runner game. And this guy says how you can download this. He's got YouTube. Um, he's got YouTube uh, directions on how to download this game because I played this game like it was from 2009 or something not on nintendo like actually on a pc because i remember playing this game and um anyways so i never really saw the movie and so i decided i'm gonna watch this movie and you know it, it's so sad you know when the guy jumps uh, i think rutger how how are how his name is and uh, he died in 2019 actually at 75 um but he jumps over it and then he looks at harrison ford hanging and he says now you know what it's like to be a slave now you know what it's like not to be free and instead of letting down the blade runner instead of letting him die i forgot i forgot the name i already forgot the name of the of harrison ford's character he was a blade runner uh he picks him up and and puts him on the roof and and so harrison ford is is looking at him oh i can't i can't believe that i cannot remember this name already this is so sad I can remember what I did when I was like 15 years old, but I can't remember what I did last night, right? And so he says, you know, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I've seen attack, attack ships on fire by Orion. And then he says, all of these are like memories. All of these will be lost like tears in the rain. Like, wow, man, that, that broke me, man. That broke me. Like, you know, but he says, now you know what it feels like to be a slave. And I think that's why we read the Bible. Because I, I saw another saying where it says, um, those, those who are knowledgeable are not fit to be enslaved. And if we keep reading God's word, we'll be free. We'll be free of all this bad business in the world. We may still be in the world. We may still be inside spiritual Egypt, inside Babylon. But in a way we came out, we'll be free. You know, and so Egypt, uh, Israel's coming out of, um, you know, the nation of Egypt. And it's it's almost like, you know, when Jesus was dead in the grave, like somebody's dead, right? Somebody's being buried. And then the next day, Jesus rises. So these these the, the Egyptians or or all all the badness, all the sin, everything has been been killed. Right. Like the, the children were children. But. You know, they represented sort of the Egyptians and they were sort of uh, destroyed. And then Israel comes out. And this is not a, you know, this is not advocacy for killing children or doing something bad. Please, this is a, a real story, but something very bad has happened here. And the people that the bad thing has happened to, they sort of got against God. They've gone against life because God is life. And he says, you know, the Passover is like if you're with God, that God will pass over you. The wrath of God will pass over you. And it's certainly like Revelation 19.15. Revelation 19.15 is going to be like one huge Passover. Okay? Because Jesus is going to pass over you. Because he's your savior. The sword's going to come out of his mouth. That's what it says in Revelation 19.15. Whether you think it's a metaphorical story or it's real. Or, or it's a metaphorical way of writing the second coming of Christ. Which is real. It's real to me anyways. It's going to happen in the future. Um, something very bad is going to happen, but Jesus passes over those who have chosen him for life. The Lord's had defeated the gods of Egypt, 
that night with great acts of judgment. And while we're still in Egypt, we want to tell people about God. We want to tell people about Jesus. I never want to ever come across as somebody, oh, I got Jesus, I'm better than you are, I'm smarter than you are. It's like, hey, you know what? I, I'm a somebody telling anybody who's going to listen about a great person named Christ, who is the God-man, who, who came here to connect us back to God, who, who is connecting us to God so that he's not just the God of the Old Testament, he's not just the, the God who is making laws, but the God who forgives and gives grace and gives a do-over and says, try again. And I'm your father, right? I'm your father and make sons and daughters of us all. That's the God that I want to promote. That's the Jesus that I want to promote. That's the savior that I want to promote because that's the true God. That's the true God, a warm God, a warm, caring, kind God. After leaving Ramses, the Israel set up camp at Sukkoth and they left Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. They left Etham and turned back towards Pi Heroth opposite Baal Zephon and camped near Migdal. They left Pi Heroth and camped at Merah. They left Merah and camped at Elam. I thought Merah meant bitterness, where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. They left Elam and camped beside the Red Sea. They left the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin or Zin. They left the wilderness of Zin or Sin and camped at Dofka. Yeah, sin is a wilderness, isn't it? Isn't that weird? That wilderness was called sin. We're, we're living in a wilderness now. This is a famine world. This is a world that's in famine for the word of God, famine for God our Father. That's, that's what sin is. It's a deficit. It's emptiness. It's loneliness. It's defunctness, right? People have all this stuff on the outside, but inside they're empty, they're lonely, they're purposeless. Where am I going with this? I'm by myself. I don't have this integration, this synergy with with something else, a living soul. I like to have a living synergy with a living soul named Jesus and a living God named God, right? Ten Commandments doesn't forgive you. You know, Ten Commandments doesn't forgive you. Keeping the law is, 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 not, is not salvation. It, it was a mirror. That's all it was. It was just a standard. But standards don't forgive you. Standards don't say, hey, I forgive you. Hey, I have a relationship with you. How do you have a relationship with the law? The law is dead. It's a piece of stone. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 3. Nobody was more shocked than me. But God, Jesus Christ, a living God, the pro-eschaton, proto-eschaton, proto Genesis 3.15, he's going to come and he's going to get his heel bruised, but he's going he's gonna to step on the head of the serpent. He's going to step on sin. He's going to step on emptiness. He's going to step on selfishness. He's going to step on cancer, which is like a like the tiger crouching. It wants to use you and it wants to feed on you like a cancer, like a spiritual cancer. He's going to crush all that. They left Libna and camped at Risa. They left Risa and camped at Kehothath. They left Kehoth and camped at Mount Shepher. They left Mount um, Shepherd encamped at Harada. They left Harada encamped at Makhawath. They left Makhawath encamped at Tahath. They left Tahath encamped at Terra. You really got to admire these records. Man, somebody's keeping track of these. I can't even remember the name of the character yesterday. Look at this. They, they left Terra. So Terra was Abraham's father, but I guess it was also a place. Encamped at Mithka. They left Mithka encamped at Hashmona. They left Hashmona encamped at Maseroth. They left Maseroth encamped at Ben. 
Jakan. They left Ben Jakan and Captain Hor Hagedad. I know it sounds tedious, but you know what? You got to appreciate this. You got to appreciate when people say that God doesn't care, that God doesn't communicate. He does. He's telling us what, what they were doing. God wanted this written down. He wanted us to see this journey. They left Hagad, Hor Hagadad and camped at Jothbana. They left Jothbana and camped at Abrana. They left Abrana and camped at Izan Geber. They left Izan Geber and camped at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Oh, so there's a wilderness of Zin. So there's a wilderness of Sin and a wilderness of Zin. So maybe Zin and Sin are not the same thing. So there's Sin and Zin. Okay, Kadesh. I, I, I know that name, Kadesh Barnea. They left Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor at the border of Edom. When they were at the foot of Mount Hor, Aaron the priest was directed by the Lord to go up to the mountain, and there he died. This happened in midsummer on the first day of the first month of the 40th year after Israel's departure from Egypt. He died after 40 years. Wow, I got married when I was 40. And 40, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, and they were wandering for 40 years. And it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Boy, there's a lot of 40s in the Bible, but maybe it's maybe maybe it was like 40 plus or minus a day or two. I don't know if it was perfectly 40. Maybe it was perfectly 40. I have no idea. My friend used to say, ah, oh, when Samson tied all those Sam foxes with the torches, maybe it was the number plus or minus 10 or plus or minus 20. It's probably not a perfect number. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe that was just God just had the person write down that number because it's around that number. Or maybe it has significance in a metaphorical kind of way, you know? So very, very interesting. Aaron was 123 years old when he died there on Mount Hor. Oh, I didn't realize that. Maybe I missed it in the other, but he was 123 years old. Wow. So they definitely, I mean, they're walking around the wilderness. My dad, my dad is walking around. He's 95 years old. He gets on the plane. He comes. Nobody gives him a wheelchair. My dad's walking all by himself, and he seems to be okay. Although sometimes when he's walking with me, I'll see that he kind of maybe loses balance a little bit, and that kind of scares me. I never saw that before, but he's still got good balance, and I thank God for his strength. And wow, he's there. There, he's like 123 years old, and they're walking around the wilderness. Okay, that couldn't have been easy. At that time, the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in Negev in the land of Canaan, heard that the people of Israel were approaching his land. Meanwhile, the Israelites left Mount Hor and camped at Zalmanah. Then they left Zalmanah and camped at Punan. Then they left Punan and camped at Oboth. They left Oboth and camped at Lai Abarim on the border of Moab. They left Lai Abarim and camped at Dibon Gad. They left Dibon Gad and camped at Al Almon Dibathim. Is this to show that their life was hard? Is to show us that life is hard? Whether you have faith or not, because the guys who didn't have faith that to wander all over the place. I mean, the guys, you know, who didn't believe in the promised land. So God said, "Okay, you're going to wander around, and um, life is going to be hard for you, and you're not going to see the promised land." But it seems whether you see it or not, it's still hard. Life is hard, with or without Jesus. Life is hard, but I think with Jesus, life is easier because you have peace in your soul. But then it's harder because people are going to persecute you. But there are people who are not believers and and they have problems too so is this what this is all saying life is hard life life without god and jesus on this planet is hard you know the, the life of the life inside sin life inside the old covenant universe is not easy there's death and stress and turbulence and weakness and you know we're going to go out and meet in our bible study and um we've decided we're going to drive to where 
my Baptist mentor is because he's had, you know, chemotherapy and stuff and his legs are weak. So we said, we were going to come to you. We'll drive to you. And all you got to do is park your car in front of the restaurant and go in. That's all he's got to do. He doesn't mind driving, but he says to walk now. His legs are weak. So, you know, he's 82 years old. And uh, we said, we're, we're going to come to where you're at. Okay. I can still, I'm 59 years old and I can still move around and stuff like that. But he's 82 years old. Life is hard. This body humiliates you. Your body breaks down. Everything you have will be taken away from you. But Jesus, the, the salvation you have will never be taken away. It can't ever be taken away. They left Punan and camped at Oboth. They left Oboth and camped at Lai Abarim on the border of Moab. They left Lai Abarim and camped at Dibon Gad. They left Dibon Gad and camped at Al Dibathim. They left Al Dibathim and camped in the mountains east of the river near Mount Nebo. They left the mountains east of the river and camped on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Along the Jordan River, they camped from Beth Yeshmoth as far as the meadows of Acacia on the plains of Moab. While they were camped near the Jordan River on the plains of Moab opposite Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the people living there. You must destroy all their carved and molten images and demolish all their pagan shrines. Take possession of the land and settle it in because I have given it to you to occupy. You must distribute the land among the clans by sacred lot and in proportion to their size. A large portion of land will be allotted to each of the larger clans and a smaller portion will be allotted to each of the smaller clans. The decision of the sacred lot is final. In this way, the portions of land will be divided among your ancestral tribes. So God is saying to Moses, there's something about that lot. So it seems, you know, when you throw lots or whatever, or, you know, even when we throw dice, it seems random. But God is saying that that decision is final or, you know, there's something about God in this thing, even though it looks random. Uh, but... No, this record says that God is speaking to Moses and, and the Lord is directing Moses. The decision of the sacred lot is final. In this way, the portions of land will be divided among your ancestral tribes. But if you fail to drive out the people who live in the land, those who remain will be like splinters in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live and I will do to you what I had planned to do to them. So... I mean, those people are being driven out because they're unsuitable to be there. That's what God is saying. They're to be driven out because they're unsuitable. But God is saying, I'm not driving, you know, it's not because you're better than they are. It's just that I promise you the land. And if you don't live up to the expectations, um, I'm going to allow the same thing to happen to you. And I think that maybe this is why Israel has been dispersed some of the times, but we can't just point the finger at Israel, as my as my ex-mother-in-law used to say. If you point the finger at somebody, there are three fingers pointing back at you. How true that is. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening.